Good morning, Trisha. It is uh, Tuesday, April 26th, and this is the Seeing Beautiful Again devotional by Lisa Turkhurst. It starts with a letter from her this morning. Dear friend, knowing why something happened will never help if we wouldn't agree with the answer anyhow. Seeking answers is understandable. I want to know why too. But it's so much more comforting to invite God's peace to just fill in the gaps of all the unknowns. It's when we decide to stop the relentless grasping for unanswerable questions that our hands are then free to take hold of what he has for us next. God doesn't want to be explained away. He wants to be invited in. Lisa. Okay, number 36. About my anger. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Ephesians 4, 26-27 I used to misunderstand today's key verses and use them in the completely wrong way. It was so convenient to pull them out when someone wanted to go to bed and I still wanted to talk about whatever was causing a conflict. Oh no, you can't call time out right now. We have to keep talking about this because the Bible says, Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Clearly, the sun is going down, so we have to resolve this. The first three words in today's key verse, in your anger, are what I've been missing. It doesn't say, in their anger, they better not sin. They better not let the sun go down while we are still processing. When we read scripture, we have to make sure we're reading it for what it actually says, and not reading it for what we want it to say. So when I read these verses for what they really say, I realize it's not so much about resolving all relation issues before 9 p.m. It's talking about my anger, not our frustration. As I look more into this passage, it's like the writer of Ephesians, Paul, was saying, you've got to deal with this anger. Don't lie in your bed and let it consume your mind. If it does, it will come out of your mouth and reveal who or what is mastering you. Whenever I study scripture, I challenge myself to go back to the very first time a word or topic is mentioned. I did this with the word anger and found myself in Genesis 4, where we encounter the first relational conflict in scripture. Starting in verse 2, we read about Adam and Eve's children, brothers named Cain and Abel. Now Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offspring, but on Cain and his offering he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Genesis 4, 2-8 I have known the story of these two brothers for years, but I missed a really important deal. Detail. In between Cain getting angry and killing his brother, the Lord came and talked with him. The Lord himself said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why are you doing that? Why are you letting your anger consume you so much? Why is your face downcast? And suddenly, it's not so much a story about Cain and Abel. God is speaking to me, and I'm blown away by this pattern God revealed to me in Scripture. 
What we let consume our mind makes its way out through our mouth, revealing the real source of what's driving our decisions. Are we relying on our ever-changing desires, emotions, and frustrations to help us navigate what we are facing? Or are we relying on Jesus' truth that can set us free? We must always remember that we can acknowledge our feelings, tend to what needs to be addressed because of our feelings, but not be ruled by our feelings. I see it here in the story of Cain and Abel. 1. His mind. Cain refused to humble himself and allowed this anger to fester inside him. 2. His mouth. Cain was not willing to let forgiveness spill from his lips. 3. What ruled him. The sin that was crouching at his door deeply ruled over him, so much that he killed his brother. He gave his feelings the right to dictate his actions, even after God came and talked with him. I saw the same word for anger in Ephesians four twenty six and 27, 1 Peter 5, 6 and 9, and James 4, 7 through 11, if you want to look up the verses. And as I continued to read through scripture, I became aware that I must get intentional when I go to bed every night. I must not let anger and frustration run rampant through my thoughts. But sometimes it's hard because the hurt is so fresh or the frustration is so ongoing. Those are the times I don't know what to do with myself. When I'm lying in my bed and I have unresolved feelings that just won't go away on their own. But isn't God so gracious that he gives us today's key verse and ties this valuable lesson to something we all get to see every night? As the sun is going down, I pray that we remember it's time to pause and let God tend to any strong or potentially damaging reactions to hurts that could consume us. Not letting our emotions consume us does not negate the conflict we're experiencing or our need to address things tomorrow. It's about tending to our our heart so anger doesn't turn into bitterness. The human heart has such a propensity to turn festering hurt into hate. And that's why the Lord instructed Cain to rule over the sin and not let it master him. The best way I know to do that in those moments when I can literally feel the anger begging me to say or do things that completely betray my true heart is to say, Father, I need your forgiveness to flow to me and through me right now so your spirit can work in me and sweep my heart clean. This doesn't make light of or deny my hurt. It puts it in the hands of God so he can help me better process it. Forgiveness is a complicated grace that uncomplicates my anger and helps me see beautiful again. Don't read past that statement too quickly. Remember, our ability to forgive others rises and falls on whether we lean into what Jesus has already done. I must receive his grace for me and then allow that same grace to freely flow through me to others. This is the Spirit of God working in us. And where the Spirit of God is, good can be worked. Peace can be found. Healing words can be spoken. Balled up fists can be released. Gentler answers can be given. Progress can be made, the enemy can be defeated, God can be glorified, and the watching world can see more and more of the reality of Jesus in us. Jesus, remind us when the sun sets each day that it is time to sweep our hearts clean of any lingering anger and forgiveness. Thank you for the forgiveness you have extended to us. Use us as instruments of forgiveness today. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you, Trisha.